0: Welcome back to the What You Need to Know podcast, a podcast designed to discuss all things health and wellness. Today, we have Dr. Burt McKegg from Regenerix Pain Solutions in Kearney on to discuss primarily stem cells, uh, but also PRP injections and other regenerative techniques. Uh, Dr. McKegg's background is graduated from the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and is board certified in anesthesiology and pain medicine. Uh, he did a residency at the University of Kansas Medical Center in anesthesiology, and later completed a fellowship in pain medicine at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. So, hope you enjoy today's episode with Dr. McKeg Bert McKeg here with me today from Regenerix Pain Clinic uh, here in Kearney. And the main reason I wanted to bring you on, Dr. McCaig, is just to talk about primarily regenerative medicine in general. What is it? But probably even more specifically, um, stem cells. There's a there's a lot of information out there right now, good, bad or, or indifferent Um, as a physical therapist, lots of questions coming from patients about stem cells, their effectiveness, can they help with just, you know, general arthritis and whatnot. But, um, you know, you're the perfect person to, to come on and talk about this for a little bit. So uh, I appreciate the
1: time. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for asking. Um, I don't know if I'm the perfect person, but I'll, I'll give you what I know. Um, we have been involved, well, in regenerate, in regenerative medicine since, since our since we went into existence about three years ago, um, that's where our name Regenerex comes from. Um, as far as what it is, regenerative medicine in theory is the idea that we're gonna use your body's own healing properties to heal and regenerate tissue. Um and, and I want to put out a disclaimer in that you know, some of that is hype. I I think there's a lot of hype, especially surrounding stem cell injections where maybe, maybe people are promising a lot more about what it potentially can do than what it's actually proven to do. Um, Stem cells are cells that we have in our body um, that have the potential to Um, reproduce or multiply and differentiate into various cell types. And in in a grown adult's body, there are a couple populations of what we call stem cells. There are mesenchymal stem cells, and there are hematopoietic stem cells. Um, The mesenchymal stem cells our cells that can differentiate into tissues in theory again i that's my you're going to hear that disclaimer a lot if if i talk <laughs> that's okay
0: uh, that's okay <laughs>
1: in theory they can differentiate into various connective tissues so bone tendon ligament um, in theory cartilage um, those are those are the areas that really as a pain physician as a physical therapist those of us dealing with pain—that's what we're really kind of after. The holy grail is to go into a uh, area of diseased tissue, either in a joint, a tendon, a ligament, and, and inject some something in there and get them to regenerate and become healthy again. It's a diseased tissue. We inject these healthy cells, and we help the body regenerate this um, this diseased tissue. So that's the theory. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say like now in theory you say because right now from my understanding we don't know the process with stem cells as to where they differentiate or how they differentiate or how they become what they become eventually correct I mean
1: absolutely right and um you know the, the the with stem cells if we go into say someone with bad knee arthritis they've got they've lost their cartilage. They have bone on bone arthritis and their, their surgeons saying, Hey, you need a total knee replacement. And you go to a seminar and they tell you, Hey, we can put some stem cells in there and quote unquote, regenerate that, that tissue. And you're going to have a new knee without surgery. That's a bunch of baloney. Um, (laughs) <laughs> what, what what we really think is probably happening stem cell injections may provide some pain relief in that individual and um more and more people are talking about what's called an apocrine effect so so it's not necessarily that these cells are differentiating into cartilage or or ligament or meniscus um but that they may have a modulating effect on the actual on the on the nerve endings that are, that are sending this pain signal to the brain. And that, that, that has some therapeutic benefit uh, just from the standpoint of providing some pain relief. They,
0: pain and relief. they
1: also, they also may modulate the inflammatory cycle in there where they are um, providing some long-term anti-inflammatory properties to that disease joint. And again, that's that may provide some pain relief, but yeah. that to to do it with stem cells, I feel like is using like a dynamite to kill a fly. Um, stem cells are are somewhat tough to get, and and there are various. And again, if at any time I'm going on a tangent that you don't want me to, <laughs> you 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 no, can sure stop guess. me, but. You're good. Okay. You, you keep going.
0: Okay. I mean, honestly, um, the best way for you to will ask questions by, by all means, but, um, no, all you're right. doing great. You're, you're answering questions before you yeah. get to so. <laughs> oh. um, no, no, you're, you're doing okay. fantastic. Um, how you were maybe going to get yeah. into this, but you know, how, how are stem cells for what they say they do? Um, because, you know, we keep saying in theory, this is what they do. Um, but, but it is being done. So where, how, how, or where are stem cells harvested from? Uh, do you need a certain number of stem cells to be effective? And again, that's, that's a tough question because we don't know quite frankly, at this point, how it's effective. Um, in my understanding and, and based on, you know, your, your talk before there, but, kind of run through that process how is it harvested because there's three you know we can get them from embryonic we can get them from adult stem cells you can get them from cord blood you know is there pros and cons to each of those um how are those harvested based on the three types um and just do yeah do you need a certain number of stem cells is there is there a limiting factor there to be effective for what they say they're going to just uh, along those lines. Can you kind of speak to that? Yeah,
1: I I can speak to what I know about that. You know, I'll I'll tell you uh, with everything, um, that, that people are talking about stem cells, you got to understand that as far as the degree of research to have concrete answers, there aren't any, and, and at least not yet. Um, So, but, but, but the simple answer is the more cells you have, the better, the potential benefit is going to be. So, and and one of the other factors to know is like who, who generally needs stem cells, who, who would most likely benefit from having tissue regenerated? Well, that's the elderly. Um, Exactly. Unfortunately, the elderly or the popular, the older you get, the less stem cells you have. And and so (laughs) it's, of course, it's a catch 22. Now, I will tell you, um, in the United States, um, you can harvest people's stem cells and then inject them into their joints without incurring the wrath of the FDA. So the Food and Drug Administration is really, really, really concerned about the overuse and exploitation and in these various stem cell clinics that are popping up all over the U S because there's, there frankly is a lot of money to be made And, and people in pain are desperate. And, and when you're desperate, you're vulnerable. And if you, anyhow, so, so there's the FDA realizes there's a lot of somewhat unethical practice going on and they are, scrutinizing this they have rules though so so if you harvest someone's stem cells and again this goes back to part of your question where do you get stem cells for from yeah my standpoint from my clinic we we do some stem cell injections when we do stem cell injections we're harvesting them either from bone marrow or from the patient's own fat and the population of mesenchymal stem cells in the fats pretty high so that that's a really good source to get large numbers of mesenchymal stem cells. Um, there are some mesenchymal stem cells and hematopoietic stem cells. That's the other cell type I was talking about earlier in the yeah. bone marrow. And so it's it's got advantages because you get both cell types. You need blood vessel formation and, and these, other, these hematopoietic stem cells have their own benefit, even though they aren't differentiating into cartilage or ligament or bone or any of these things but they have their own um, beneficial um, effects when injected into a joint. Um, But, but to go back to, is there an exact number you want? No, no one one can say, you know, you need 20 million or or a billion or what it is in your injection, but more is definitely probably better. Um, Going back to, your other question about you know there are other sources and there's a lot of clinics out there that are 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 su- providing what they call stem cell injections um mm-hmm. f- which were harvested from um umbilical cord blood at at the time of birth when when a baby's born you baby's got that umbilical cord still hooked up to the to the placenta They can stick a needle in it and pull off that blood. And that's, that's umbilical cord blood. And there will be stem cells in there, but, but I want everyone to understand that stuff has to be treated. Otherwise there's a definite risk of infection. And so they have to go through a clean cleansing process. Then they cryogenically preserve it. And they freeze this stuff down to something like minus 80 degrees Celsius, which it's really, really cold. And
0: yeah, okay. and that could last potentially, I mean, right. Forever. So you, Correct. if
1: you store okay. it at that temperature, now, again, there, assuming you have living cells after they undergo this process, cleaning Clean process. process, that, yes. and that's a big assumption there, and it's not, that's not totally conclusive that this, there's still any clear. right living okay. cells, but then they basically put them in liquor nitrogen. And if you, if you had living cells, you, you know, that's how they, that's how they preserve embryos for, you know, artificial um, fertilization. Um, uh-huh. They can store those things for years and years. As long as they maintain that temperature constantly. Now it's a very, very, very difficult process to take a frozen cell and thaw it. Without killing it, the thawing process, if it's not done right, will kill all the all the cells It, it just lyses them they just explode as that temperature changes, and they haven't quite thawed out appropriately so it's a It's a really difficult process to gradually bring them down then they have to they they warm it up a little, then they freeze it back down a little, warm it back up a little and, and gradually over a, a long period of time thaw these cells out and then they are preserved. Now, when you go into these stem cell clinics that are, that are hawking this, this product, they don't do that. They just take a vial out of that liquid nitrogen, rub it around their hands at, at body temperature. And, mm-hmm. and these, these things have been tested and there's no living cells. <laughs>
0: and so I was, I was going to say, so there's no way of knowing if they're at, at that point in those clinics, there's no way of knowing if they're living right. dead, cells right. whatsoever is just being injected and right well
1: it almost that... i will tell you um there's i they've been tested they in basically the cell numbers the living cell numbers after that there's essentially nothing no living nothing. stem cells um so not all and then the other thing is if there was living cell tissue in there you know, you would expect it to either cause an immunologic reaction in the host in which you're injecting it into, or you would expect it to have an immunologic reaction of its own against the host. So, so yes. again, going back to what I believe is the safest and best way to get stem cells, it's it from the patient that you're going to then inject them back into. Um, now there are places you can go outside of the United States where they can harvest cells, um, from the fat, dissolve the excess fatty material down to where they just have the mesenchymal stem cells, and then they can actually, grow them out so they can increase the cell numbers. So if you okay. say you harvest from from a patient and you get 10,000 viable stem cells from their fat, they can actually expand that, culture it, and grow out several million stem cells.
0: So why is that process not being done in the United States? Because
1: if you take them out of the body and manipulate them in the United States, the FDA says that's a drug. And then you have to have FDA approval for that product, just like you would any drug that you're going to try and and get approved to treat any disease process. So you you know how it is. The FDA, in order to bring a drug to market you have to do a bunch of testing through the fda and get fda approval for and that's a billion dollar process minimum so (laughs) expensive so so in the us that that isn't being done and again i'm not telling you about this so the people listening to this podcast can 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 book a flight to bermuda or panama (laughs) or the Caymans or whatever and go do this. I'm not saying run out and do this because it's still not proven. There's a lot of dangerous stuff being done. And when you leave the U S you leave the protection and regulation that, that is designed to keep our, our patients, our people safe. And so, so I don't recommend that. I'm just letting you know what exists.
0: That those things are occurring, they yeah. are happening, yeah. and Yes, oh, well, that kind of goes into my next. So, right now, it's very FDA regulated. Um, there, there's lots of rules. Um, insurance is not covering this right now, so this is an out of pocket cost. How much does it cost right now if someone does want stem cells? Yeah, what, what is what does that cost
1: well it it is expensive and and part of that you know to collect these you got to have a kit um it also has to be done in an op in my opinion, it needs to be done in an operating room environment, so a very very sanitary <laughs> sterile environment where you're not going to have any risk of contamination. Um, because you're going to take these out, you're going to you do a certain amount of processing. You have to centrifuge it to separate tissues, and then pull out the stem cells, and then inject them back into an area of the body. And you really don't want to get it contaminated and inject a bacteria in there and, and cause an infection wherever you're putting these. So it it in our clinic setting, it typically Well, in our surgery center setting, it typically costs about $3,500 total out of pocket to do a stem cell injection. Now, I'm going to tell you, I do stem cell injections. I don't necessarily do a lot of them because I believe it's overkill and, and the expense is so high. And I don't like I I don't personally want to spend $3,500 of my own money on one of these unproven injections. And so I tend to do more platelet-rich plasma injections. And I term that a regenerative injection as well. Um, Again, we're using a patient's own tissues, their blood. We spin their blood down. We separate it into its components. We draw off. The plasma that's rich in platelets and then inject that into either a joint a tendon uh, the epidural space we've had a lot of success using using platelet rich plasma throughout the body to to help heal tissues um, i've had them injected in my knees, but going back to cost, I bring that up because you know stem cells are expensive. Um, it's it's a process and it, it just costs platelet-rich plasma is much more accessible we can do a platelet-rich plasma injection in our clinic for 750 dollars. so it's it's more accessible it's more available to more people and in my experience i don't think stem cells are significantly more effective um
0: PRP. And you, I mean, you've basically done a perfect segue into my next, my next question. I was going to ask if there was alternative to stem cells. Um, and I, I, again, I, I do have a understanding of your, your clinic and, um, what you guys do. So I was hoping you're going to touch on PRP and you went right into it. So you're, you're making this super easy right now, but, um, what, what platelet PRP platelet rich plasma, uh, it is cheaper. It is covered. Is it covered by insurance? No.
1: You know, I have had some luck with workman's compensation um, for workers' compensation claims. And and I think that's it's workers' compensation. They kind of see the positive side of this because they see that, you know, if you can avoid sending someone to, for instance, get a total knee or have a rotator cuff surgery, that's a cost savings right there. Um, right there, and, yep. and also, you know, you don't have such a lengthy recovery process from from a PRP injection versus a major knee surgery or a major shoulder yep. surgery. You can basically resume activities just as soon as you can tolerate it following a PRP injection. So I think there's a they see the benefits. They've seen it work for some of some of the patients that have gone through it, and and they're willing to try it and and to them, you know, the cost is not all that bad in comparison. Comparison.
0: Now, whether, and this question might be different based on which one you think about, but, you know, whether it be PRP or stem cell, is there typically, what is the recovery process? Like, is there soreness? Is there pain with it? How, how, you know, is there restrictions immediately after the injections with either one yeah. um, and maybe there are different answers based on what you're giving, but, yeah. but what, what's that immediate process, you know, for the first one to two, maybe a week, what's that look like? How do they feel? Yeah.
1: Well, okay. I'm going once again, I'm going to tell you, there is no right or wrong answer. And again, it's because yeah. there, you know, this is, this is, um, you know, it, it, it isn't because it isn't a drug because it hasn't gone through that FDA approval process. There hasn't been the extensive randomized controlled clinical trials yeah. where we do it this way for a thousand patients versus this slightly different way. Say, say we do, knee injections. And we do, we've got to find 2000 patients who have basically similar um, knee pathology. And then we got to randomize them into two groups. We got to do one set of injections with PRP and tell them, Hey, don't take any time off. Just go run around on it, do what you want to do. And then we got into yeah. another group, and well, okay, we're going to have you two weeks of non-weight bearing. Um, we're going to put you in a brace. We're going to do do some sort of uh, conservative management where that's very restrictive, and gradually reintroduce you to yeah. activity. And and it, and it th- that would be great if it existed, but but because this isn't this isn't something someone can patent your own own home body's product there's just just no money behind it to do really expensive study to do and and, you know again if you were getting drug approval you could spend the money with the idea that at the end of that you're going to have this patented product for 14 years or whatever it is and you're going to make billions of dollars so you can shell out money to do it so it hasn't been done and I will tell you I've heard you know I've heard heard anecdotal reports that are that are all across the spectrum from no time off to non-weight-bearing race the whole you know I've heard people advocate both and I'm going to be honest with you I have gone through a a cycle where I've advocated for both based on what I what I most recently read in the literature (laughs) but I'll, I'll tell you in my experience I've had I've had a lot of these PRP injections. I, and and the first one, when I, when I first started doing this several years ago, um, I, I was, that was when I was new into CrossFit and I was having some knee problems. I'd never had problems in my knee and it was swollen up. It was clicking. It was, it felt unstable. And I, I was doing PRP injections on some patients and the, and the, Um, company representative that we were using their product. We were, I was talking to him and he, and I told him about my knee. He was also a CrossFitter and he said, Hey, why don't you try it? And so we did, we, we gave gave me a shot. I became one of my own Guinea pigs and, uh, and I didn't take any time off at all. I went, yeah, we did the injection on a Friday and I was back in CrossFit on Monday and, and I'll, Tell you, I've I've done really well with that. I I will tell you, I will tell you that PRP injections do can tend to hurt sometimes. They can tend to aggravate things for a little while. In my experience with that first injection, I had two weeks where I was wondering what in the world I got myself into. (laughs) But I kept but I kept doing stuff. I didn't stop. Um, And eventually, it went away. And at at two weeks, I was back to baseline. At a month, the pain was gone. Now, that, that's been my story for that specific problem. Now, I've got an ankle I broke in college, and I've had a lot of problems with it over the years. And I, I've gotten to the point—I had gotten to the point where you know, standing in the operating room with lead on for eight hours a day was almost intolerable. It was just terrible pain, and I have had. I have found PRP to be really helpful there, but I've had to repeat it over the years. It hasn't been a cure. You know, I if with yeah. my knee, I will say I, I I had a couple PRP injections in my knee, but I haven't had one for two and a half, three years, and I've it's done great. But but where I'm getting at as I've tried, I've tried with my ankle, I've tried somewhere I've taken crutches and tried to give myself a break I don't think they were any better than when I just did the shot and walked around on it so my my current recommendation for a while I had gone to a very conservative hey I want you to uh, non-weight bearing for at least a couple weeks if you can and and really encouraging people to take it easy And I'm back to, to where I started. My experience has been, it really doesn't seem to matter that much. So long, long winded explanation. I apologize. That's all
0: right. Well, you know, Dr. McKay, again, this is, there's a ton of information out there um, on the internet and what people hear from various sources. um, And, you know, uh, the main, what I wanted you to talk about was some of these regenerative, uh, products out there, um, and, and give some information that can come from a source that's, that's trustworthy. So no, I, I appreciate, and I, we could go on a lot longer and maybe at some point down the road. Um, I think we'll have to hit this up again, but, um, right now I just thank you for taking time out on a Friday night. Thanks for listening to the What You Need to Know podcast, and I appreciate Dr. McKaig for coming on just to discuss stem cells and uh, PRP and just regenerative uh, medicine techniques in general. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Please go on Apple or Spotify and rate this and uh, leave any remarks if you have any feedback and look for further episodes coming soon.